0: welcome to Face Talks Acting. My
1: name is India Plummer.
2: I'm Mackenzie Alexander. I'm Oliver Melvin.
1: I'm Oliver O'Sullivan.
2: And I'm James Calloway. We are here to demystify all the questions you have about the acting industry, or at least try to.
3: In these podcasts we'll be interviewing people in the industry who we've invited to give you valuable advice.
1: We will be learning as much as you are along the way as we are also trying to figure it out for ourselves.
3: And we'd
4: love to hear your questions and topics you'd like to discuss, so feel free to touch base on Twitter, at Mintfaceprod, or leave us a comment on our website, mintface.co.uk, or by email, team at mintface.co.uk.
2: Hello and welcome to Mintface Talks Acting. I'm Mackenzie Alexander. I'm Oliver Melvin.
4: I'm India Plummer.
1: I'm Oliver Sullivan.
2: And I'm James Calloway. And we were really, really fortunate enough as our company, Mintface, to go to Surviving Actors 2019. Yeah. We had such a good time, didn't we? Yeah, it was insightful. It's really, really weird because you get to meet loads and loads of different actors in london you get to see the quantity of people that are actually there yeah it's quite like remarkable. i saw so
1: many people that i knew yeah, from like likewise. other things and just bumped into them it was really nice yeah, yeah. So,
4: so many faces you've seen years ago Like, oh you're still here it gives you like a bit
2: of extra motivation as well when you leave you're like okay i've had a good day around like yeah. acting stuff yeah. and
1: everyone's so definitely. nice as well yeah, cause yeah, yeah it's a whole are. day
3: we got there we well, got really there the the so
1: early, didn't we? In front yeah. of the queue. He was big, yeah.
4: so... Literally. <laughs> if you go next year, get there early. Definitely. Yeah, early, definitely. But that's There's one also of them, yeah. they, do,
1: they were casting. Um, and they did an
0: Ace Meals for Monologues thing where you did a monologue and you gave yeah. some food to the homeless. Good
1: experience as well. If you haven't been in an audition room for a while, you can just go or to... Or ever. Yeah, Or, or ever. ever. Yeah. And you can Definitely. just get in, in your and face have a go. as well.
2: And I think we learned a whole wealth of information. We did, <laughs> Which we are going to
1: share with you today. Exactly. I think so. that maybe
2: we should start off with how you should start up in the industry before you're getting involved with all these casting directors and agents, just what to work on for yourself. And I think that comes with your like headshots and your, your profile, really. Yeah, your, so.
0: it's your spotlight CV, really. It's the actors' bread and butter. That's what they. Called it in this one of the seminars that we went to. Um, so Ollie, well, Ollie and I went to a really cool seminar actually, which was hosted by a lady called Karen McLeod and then um, Olivia Britton from Gina J and Sharon Serentino. Um, and they were just they were just really insightful, weren't they, about yeah. what casting directors are looking for? Because obviously you get so many people. Um, coming coming in for these jobs so they're looking through hundreds and hundreds and thousands of pictures and that is the first thing they see and that's they they said that is the most the most important
3: thing thing, i think was the headshots yeah like india said it's the first thing they see so the first major thing was to make sure kind of obvious really but to make sure the headshot looks like you yeah (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's not some catfish job but not covered in makeup but
4: just uh, just naturally, how you a would normally. A portrayal of you, yeah, as if as you're going person. out on a just normal day.
0: Carol said that um, she said, "What is intriguing me? So when she looks at headshot, what
1: intrigues her? Um, it's all in the eyes." Yeah, I had one with uh, Hammond Michael Cox from Hammond Cox, and this is about commercial casting. And um, what he had to say about headshots, this is from a commercial casting point of view, is that he needs to see consistency in the headshots. They need to know who's going to walk into the room, mm-hmm. so you don't. They don't want you to look wildly different in every single picture. And he also said avoid photographs that show you in character, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because mm. every agent I've spoken to has said the opposite. The sense
3: that I got from uh, Caroline, Olivia and Sharon was that they, I mean, their job is to cast people into many different roles. So I think just to have a very honest photo, which they can then assess as to what you might might be looking like. Um, they mentioned no no glasses uh,
0: unless you have them. Obviously. Unless obviously
3: They're you are not have glasses. Them and need them. I uh, <laughs> actually um, I I did a headshot session
4: uh, and I brought glasses with me. I thought yeah it'd be great and it's a bit lawyery. It was a bit uh, high schooly and stuff. Mm. Uh, and then actually when I got the headshots back, it looked really caricatury yeah. with mm. glasses. Well, and I, and I, actually the light. Reflects off Reflective. your glasses yeah. and the picture isn't as good. Yeah. yeah. So sure. um, I think it's important to remember that cast and directors. Uh, if, if you have a headshot without glasses, it, it's easy for them to imagine what you'd look like yeah, with glasses. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to show them everything.
1: Another thing that um, Michael Cox said when you're doing your photos on Spotlight, people asked about a production shot, if you've got one of you acting. Um, and he said it is useful, but only when it shows maybe a bit more of your body, so like a bit of your mm-hmm. physicality or something, mm-hmm. not just like you singing inside profile. That doesn't show anything that you haven't already seen in the headshot. So think about what else you can provide. Um, I think a really interesting point as well that Carol, Olivia, and
0: Sharon also made is that they, you know, they don't have much time doing this, so they need to see things that kind of uh, pop out. So you've clicked on someone's face who you find really intriguing or expressive or whatever. They said, like, you know, don't make it more than like six pictures. They don't. Yeah. They they know what you look like after about three. Mm. Um, they so you know maybe you know have like Ola said. A production shot or whatever, but it doesn't need to be, you know, one up with my hair up, one with my hair down, one in the orange top, one in the blue top. It just needs to be a kind of a, a nice, a nice progression of what you look like. But really, no more than six. I think they um, almost
3: said actually, they, they said when they see profiles with more, with loads of photos, they yeah. actually just click off straight away. Yeah, of course yeah. they do because they have so, so
0: many people that they've got to look at. So it really it's in your favour. It's another filter, isn't it?
4: I think also keep it simple. Don't wear clothes with uh, huge patterns on. Um, don't wear neon clothing or something. Just keep it solid, simple, so, yeah. uh, solid, yeah. plain colours that you would wear on a normal day out. But also, in terms of backgrounds, don't have too much going on in the background, so they're not looking at yeah. a, a bird in the tree rather than your face. You know, it has to like they want to be looking at you with the simplest background, so you pop against that and it catches their eye.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people actually, uh, a lot of people are, you know, they're from the creative industry. So Carol was used to be a pr- professional photographer, so she understands you know skin tone and the composition of skin tone to the background and stuff so actually do take that into consideration when you're looking um, to either get headshots or kind of reviewing your headshots it is really really important because all of these people are creative and know what a good picture looks like.
2: Yeah, I mean like across the board though with these with all these workshops and seminars when you're listening to information it's from these people who as you said they are creative and everyone has their own way of being creative mm. so they so that there might be a few contradictions in what people oh, yeah. are saying, but obviously there is yeah, like sure. a good photo is a good photo. You can't yeah. have it blurry. You can't. There's like standard yeah, and then there's and then there's own
3: creative like flair, which you can bring to it. It's probably worth mentioning. Obviously, it's, uh, headshots are very expensive. People charge a lot. Um, something that they did mention was, you know, if you if you do struggle um, to afford that sort of money, um, they said you you are able to do it yourself. Again, it's not going to be the same sort of quality, but as long as you've got good lighting... And you've and got someone
0: else taking the photo. Shows with your, your face. <laughs> <laughs> with a good smartphone. Yeah. They did Yeah, say. obviously
3: no selfies. And It's important
4: to get it right. Just look at a picture and think, is that me? Um, and if you believe that, then everyone else will.
3: Also, don't ask your mum. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Terrible I think. every All uh, your nan, every picture
3: will look yeah. beautiful. My mum commented on my photo on Facebook and said, "No, I'm not a fan." Oh, my <laughs> yeah. so mum got, got mine framed. She's <laughs> meant to love on <laughs> condition.
2: <laughs> anyway, go on. No, go on. she. Um, no, so basically, I've I still stand with this that if you don't have enough, that you don't have enough money, then get somebody who knows what they're doing with a camera to do it. Yeah. I've done that before. It's worked in my favour before. Great. I've also had advice that if you go with a notable person, because there's, there's a list of headshot photographers recommended on Spotlight, mm. and mm. if you can search for that and you can find one of them that are listed, then that comes up underneath your photo, and sometimes a casting director will appreciate that you have spent the money to yeah. do that it.
0: And you do look more professional.
2: You do. You yeah, do. Yeah. Just um. to say, just to, so there's not like one Final point on yeah. everything that there is there's pros and cons to both. Of course, of mm.
0: course. So I think next thing to talk about then is obviously once they've clicked they've liked you and they've clicked onto your um C V, it's to talk about uh credits. And one of the really interesting points which I haven't heard in talking to loads of people about it is that when you, uh, when you have your credits listed down, you have your dates next to your credits, uh, whether that's stage or screen or workshops or whatever. The casting ladies that we were talking to said, you know, if you have been for some reason or other out of the industry for a while and you've got some really amazing credits, but they are from 10 years ago, take the dates off, like just take them off. It's fine. It will look mm-hmm. like more of a cohesive better cv and casting agents are they probably will try and find out where that you know uh east enders
2: gig or yeah, where, uh, where the uh, east enders gig is yeah. from
0: or whatever but you know they're not gonna look at it and see oh god 2005 why you know why haven't they done so much for so long like, do you know what i mean so that was a very
1: interesting uh point Um, Michael Cox said something about, um, someone asked a question about tabbing your spotlight so you can actually change it. So if you've done lots of different things, um, maybe you don't want the most recent credit to come up. You want your film credits to be up first or maybe your TV credits, whatever your most, Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever your most prominent. So. He said, yeah, that's definitely useful. Um, depending on what you want to show, just don't have too many tabs, just four yeah. or five, mm-hmm. and then leave it at that.
3: I think it was Olivia mentioned, actually, or Caroline said that try and make it as easy for casting directors and agents as yeah, possible to see it and not have maybe one credit under musical and loads under stage. Just put them all on the stage one. Um, but take advantage of those tabs because they're, they're really useful.
1: Did you get spoken to about okay maybe if you don't have that many professional credits about stuff that you've done at university or or like drama school or anything like that?
0: Yeah, so they did uh, talk a lot about that, and they said we'd rather see a smaller CV with professional you know right. productions on than you know seeing a CV that's just diluted with loads of stuff that it mm-hmm. is not by any any notable director mm-hmm. or in a notable theatre so yeah only professional productions actually a lot of questions came up about workshops and about what constitutes as a workshop and they said really the only workshops we want to see on there are you know two-week workshops at the national where they're workshopping a new play or a workshop at the other palace where they're workshopping a new musical Mm. it's not it's not where you've gone along to the to the <laughs> actor center. No offence, the actor center. I love the actor center, but it's not going along to the actor center for half a day and doing um, a Meisner class. It, it it has to be something with a notable director where, you know, it's you you've gone along and you've had to audition for it. So that was a um, yeah. a really good thing to talk about.
1: Can I just say as well, Ollie? I know you got contacted. I'm not going to say what it was for, but uh, for a large scale touring production as an understudy role because of one of your mm university credits yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was just with the drama society at your yeah. university Yeah. and they contacted him and this is like a big production we're talking about so i don't know it's
3: no i think i think i think if it works in your favor if, if it's something which is going to i, I think you've, you've always got to think of the agent to cast into it so something which if they're going to go oh okay you've done a few productions of that or you've done it with a director it may be amateur, but you've done it with a director who's now working another theatre. Then mm-hmm. I think that's definitely worth putting on. So I am slightly, <laughs> I played devil's advocate again, slightly reluctant to taking all the advice about professional credits. But I think it's you know if it's something which is going to make you stand out and look better, then then whack it on.
4: Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. And um, when we were in uh, Olivia from Gina J. Uh, she was saying that um, if you do want to get into film, you don't necessarily have to like looking at your CB credits. If they've seen a stage show you're in that they maybe maybe didn't see, but if they loved the reviews and they said the show was really good, mm. they'll probably bring you in for that. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. Bring you in for a film or something um, because if the review was good and you're in it, then chances are you yeah. were good too because you had to audition to get in. I think it all mm.
2: just depends on your um, stage in your career as well. Because yeah. if you if you were literally just starting out and you have done a couple of like like decent workshops and you have got a couple of like amateur gigs on there I would just say stick them on there to yeah. have I mean I don't know if you can get onto Spotlight like with having those credentials yeah. but uh, but I think starting out with something is better than starting out with nothing because then they can see where kind of where you're hoping to go into
0: yeah that's a really good point and um, you know on the other end of the spectrum if you're someone who has got tons and tons of credits and they aren't wholly professional and they're stuff that you've been working on yourself or whatever. They always said they always say as well, link to a website and anything you want can go on there and I think that's um that's that's also a really, really good thing because mm-hmm. that's just your own branding and you don't have to kind of go by any rules in in that sense, it's it's yours. So um that's all, also a really good thing.
4: I, I've actually heard really contrasting things to that. Everyone's um. a <laughs> about, there, there, about, about personal there, websites? There is always a yeah, I I, I, um, I, I forgot who you mentioned it actually. Um but they said that, that, that actually did. spotlights all they need. They just yeah. need your pictures, your show reel your voice clips mm. and your credits and that's literally it. They haven't got time to be clicking on Uh, various websites and stuff. I think Um, again, that just depends on who you are in your career. because there's. Um, but but don't pressure yourself to go out there and make the best website ever, um, because your Spotlight does a lot of the talking for you really.
3: Let's move on to the last bits of your Spotlight TV. um, Skills and abilities, and something which they kind of made a big thing about purely because, I think if you're putting stuff on there which you say you're skilled at, Make sure, you. Ma- but also yeah. make really sure you can do you. it. Yeah, so mm. a good example they use is horse riding, um, <laughs> mm. which a lot of people claim to be able to do. A lot of period dramas now using horse riding, guys. If you can't horse ride, don't, don't whack it on, but obviously, if you can put it on, uh, just make sure that you are <laughs> you've been on a horse maybe a couple of times.
2: I think it's putting the highly skilled thing next to it, yeah. Well, I've been told
1: <laughs> if you can get on a horse and you can. Do a trot, put it down. Well, Which I, is domain. I, is yeah. Good. I, I yeah. did that
4: uh, quite a while ago. Um, I put horse riding on my CV and I was like, it's fine, I'll, I'll get away with it. Um, yeah, well, I want to I be in a period drama. And then I actually got cast in a short film and I was really allergic to horses. And I, I couldn't even go near them. <laughs>
3: did you, um, hang know on, you literally uh, don't uh, want JoJo no, does in Friends. No, I had no idea. You put something on there knowing that you wouldn't <laughs> be able to do it. No, I thought, I thought how hard could it be? <laughs> <laughs> horse You're allergic just to horses. horses. Well, I didn't
4: know that until I got there. Oh, I Um, see, you didn't didn't I had to take (laughs) loads (laughs) of (laughs) antihistamines. And
3: I was just puffy-eyed, and yeah. Anyway, the
0: bottom line line of that is try and make sure that you're proficient (laughs) at the Uh, things that you put down on your list.
3: I think accents come under it as well. Super
0: important. Yeah, so obviously we've got skills and accents. Um, I think for the accents, if you are going into an audition and you do an accent and you cannot do it,
3: don't, just don't do
2: it. it. Yeah. Just don't do it. I have gone into auditions and I have had to do, I think, five different accents and mm. one of them I had to do an audition speaking German. Can't speak German, couldn't do... I didn't have on my CV that I could do any of the accents on there, so... Do you know
0: what? <laughs> I've, I've actually been to also to an audition where I had to speak about four different accents and I had to speak in German as well, weirdly enough. Did you know that? Um... <laughs> And I was, the whole time, I was worried about, you know, the people in front of me thinking, oh my God, is she doing the accent? So you, you, you're you, just at a detriment to yourself, really, because you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to try and achieve this accent that I, I, I just can't do. So, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah but if you, if you can do an accent, like, put it down, because what I didn't realise, an agent told me the other day, casting directors and um you know, people looking for actors can search on mm-hmm. Spotlight yeah. by accent so if yeah. you haven't written it down you won't come up yeah. so uh-huh. do put it down if you can do it
4: yeah and also actually outside of uh, surviving acts and stuff when I had headshots done the lady I had them done with said that I actually looked quite Irish so that she said can you do an Irish accent because it might be worth You learning one because so maybe maybe you learn an accent based on how you look. If you look European or if you look French, Italian, Irish, learn the accent because you're getting brought in uh, initially on your headshot on how you look. So 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 learn the accent uh, based on how you look. To tie this all up in a bow, I have heard a lot of stuff will be
2: really contradicting, but I have heard the same advice for this over and over again is that don't clog it up, don't put in Mm -hmm. absolutely, don't put in gardening. (laughs) <laughs> because, uh, like, yeah. that's, that's an option. You can put in gardening. So don't put in gardening unless you're, like, doing all of these amazing botanical projects. <laughs> Just, like... <laughs> With David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Just put on the stuff that you can do, stuff that you're good at. Don't clog it up.
0: And I think, as well, keep, they said, you know, keep committed... To the skills that you're doing so if you say that you can do horse riding and you are really proficient at it it might be a good idea just to make sure that you can do it once in a while you know what down. i mean yeah. and you know practice Keep your accents fresh, and yeah. practice your skills because it will only be of a benefit to
3: mm-hmm. you let's scroll back up to the top of the spotlight profile um, and talk about playing ages the sort of overriding advice that all three of these lovely ladies gave was that it's basically five years so no more no more than five years between what you can play I originally put down 16 I think Hello. and then someone <laughs> no from advice really? yeah and then people I think people obviously nowadays you know with new BBC and Netflix dramas they get in obviously writing for a a wide range of people and younger now, so they get people in who are that age. So play to between five years is (laughs) what the advice was. It's really funny because I was (laughs) on Twitter the other day there was um, uh, cast and directors
4: um, sort of saying about that and do a true um, playing age and they print screened a spotlight profile that said playing age 16 to 99. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh no. So be truthful. I think remember with 16, 16 is
2: still in secondary school and 17 is college. I think that's kind of like a way of it. And
0: there are actors as well whose USP will be that they are tiny and they look like they are that age. So if you come in and you're like, yeah, I could kind of, maybe past as that age, like it's just not going to yeah. wash. It's just going to be, it's just going to be hilarious. You're um, like
3: an idiot and your agent look like an idiot. A little side
2: point though. I thought that casting directors weren't really allowed to ask for your age anymore, but I keep on being asked for my age.
1: Yeah, you, well, don't you, can, you don't have to say it, but yeah. isn't that a bit awkward when they're like, So, how old are you? And you're yeah. like, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, <know. laughs>
1: like, I, I don't know. <laughs>
3: so, speaking about adverts, mm-hmm. let's very quickly talk about showreels and voice reels. If they haven't seen you before. That really, at the moment, is the number one go to, I think, for people to mm-hmm. decide on whether they want to get you into the room. Now, obviously, show reels, this kind of stuff, like with headshots, there's loads of different advice as to what to do. Um, well, one, one lady said to me, actually, you can record yourself on your mobile, even if it's a monologue. There are companies that charge a lot of money, and I've done it with my friend, actually, in being a part of his showreel. Again, like with the headshots, they do charge a lot of money. So if you are able to do it yourself, then by all means do And My, my showreels, is actually, is, is one that I put together myself. But I think the most important thing is to have something. Whether it's a monologue you've done or, or a sort of snippet of a short film you've been a part of, I think it's important to have something up there.
0: We'll talk about these people later, but further down the line, um, I went to another seminar with Olivia Britton, actually, about casting, but uh, a very interesting point that she said was that any on-screen time that you possibly have, even if it's you know five seconds and it's from a professional, it's it's a cameo and you're walking on on the BBC, put it in like a dream. it is yeah mm-hmm. it's a complete yeah. dream so like put any any actual professionally produced stuff put it on your showreel no matter how big how small um
1: because i've heard that you yeah. they they can't call you in for film or tv a lot of the time if you haven't got a showreel because they oh, just is that right. Yeah they yeah. can't risk the time. Yeah. They want to like see
4: how you look on camera on screen. and how you move. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Because headshot is usually I don't know. Uh,
1: chest tight up. Chest
4: tight up, and so they want to see just the rest of your body and how that looks on camera as well. Yeah. And timing of showreels. What's everyone? Th- What's
2: everyone's advice being heard given? Not
0: more than three minutes. Yeah, two Same. to three minutes. I think mine's bang on two. Yeah, mine's,
2: um, uh, mine's two two minute th- twenty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. mine's about two twenty. Yeah. And I keep getting told no montages. Yes, no montages. Yeah, no. What don't, <laughs> don't, do you mean by don't,
0: montage? Don't. Clips of them as different people.
2: So it's Coming basically yeah, a range right. of different like clips, like, like really those. quickly interspersed with a soundtrack
4: over top before anything. Yeah. So like quite
0: cinematic.
4: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Seriously
0: cool. cinematic, but it's not fulfilling what the agent, yeah. uh, the casting director, Pudmate needs.
4: You just go straight in with your best scene, and also, uh, if there's two of you in a scene or something, just make sure it's
3: mainly about you, and yeah. it doesn't become Hell, their anything. show reel. Um, voice reels. I think I think again it's it's shown if you're set, isn't it? So mm-hmm. if you can do an accent very well or you speak a language, then that's worth putting on there. You know, even if it is if it's not for a voiceover, if it's for a play, for example, and you need to speak another language, you need to do an accent, having that on there. Go on, give us a bit of Spanish, is help- Ollie.
0: Ollie can speak Spanish, by the way. He's
3: just very disclosure. Good at it. it's yeah. the only if anybody thing he wants talks to
2: cast about. him, <laughs> just check my spotlight page on WW <laughs> No. Yeah. Um, With voice reels, you have like corporate ones, you have mm. character ones. Did you get any advice from how to do these? So, so,
3: ones? have a um, uh, yes. I have a couple of commercials, uh, a narrative. So I use my Spanish in that one as well. Um, I also included actually a Shakespearean sonnet. Don't have masses, keep it to uh, like a good number of clips.
2: In one of my seminars, Ellie Collier Bristow actually said sound is just so important in both showreel and voice vo- reel. Yeah. Don't even try and put it up if it's got rubbish sound because they'll be listening to it and thinking, what is this? Mm. straight away. <laughs> you can get away with a slightly bad image, mm. but you can't get away with bad sound, oh, is what she said, Ellie Collier Bristow. Fantastic. Nice. And just again to tie that off in a nice little ribbon, um, <laughs> in my seminar with Tim Kent and Steve Finn, they said that everything along like headshots, showreel, CV, voice reel, everything is a business, and you are trying to sell yourself as a product. And if your product isn't good, then nobody is going to buy it. So,
1: Oof,
2: harsh. well, that is that is kind of the way that they. That's <laughs> maybe I'd not the way you. they said it. I buy you, Mackenzie. But no, it's just very important that you get your <laughs> that you get your product. Um, looking as good as possible and yeah. that's yeah. your profile and then you can start contacting your agents and casting directors
3: yeah, yeah. Yes.
4: so uh, I'm going to speak to a little bit about agents and how to approach them and how to manage relationships uh, with them so uh, myself and Ollie actually went to a seminar from Alice Coles, uh, she's from the Artist Partnership and Hermione Haplin from Say Talent Agency um, it was really useful actually Did you, you found it useful wasn't it, there's quite a lot they covered in there. Yeah, lots of really interesting stuff. They um, they kind so of bounced off each other. I think mean, they were quite in agreement. Yeah, but they they?
3: They, um, they got rid of a lot of the. What am I trying to say they demystified the, the process that's of the That's what they did. Yeah, they took away of, the of smokes and mirrors. Yeah. yeah.
4: So I, I think I guess the first thing that's important is really do your research into the agent you want. Maybe I guess a first step would be to look at actors you like, uh, things you've seen, and then see what agents or you know who they're signed to, and that's kind of a good. Starting point, but make sure you do your research and find that if someone, if, if an agency specialises in comedy and you want to do comedy, go for that. There's theatre, there's theatre agents, musical theatre, uh, and there's some that just focus a lot on film and screen. But firstly, you've got your spotlight already, and the first stage is to email them, uh, but make it personal. I think uh, Alice Coles from the Artist Partnership was saying they don't want a blanket email that's been sent to 400 yeah, different don't agents. Do that, don't
3: BBC. BBC, don't BCC and CC <laughs> yeah, don't people blank
4: copy and uh, put everyone's in there yeah. everyone's emails addresses um, you've, got to,
3: you've got to, I mean you, you're you wanting to strike up a relationship with these people and they're going to represent you so the first email you send them is going to be or ha- has to be something which you then develop, you know, together
1: can I just say as well, I've actually I've done the kind of emailing out agents thing and I actually noticed an increase in replies when I just put a little bit more information about me as a person and why I think I would suit that agency mm-hmm, as a person, yeah. so I, I noticed it.
3: I think setting yourself, like um, Mackenzie mentioned before, as a product and what you can bring to the agency makes a big difference in terms of what, if you can get replies from from people.
0: I personally myself just, you know, switched agencies, and but I, the agency I'm with now is much more bespoke and personal, and I... For my personal preferences, it's so much better having a relationship where you feel like it's a two way thing. So always starting off on that right for always introducing yourself. It's a it's a thing that you're going to make their money. They're going to make your money, so you money. So it, it, it's a nice way just to kind of um, start off a relationship. Right. I yes. guess Yes. Mm-hmm. You I- are going to be in a lot of contact with these people yeah, as well. for years. But you yeah, know, for years, so hopefully. If you, yeah. you know, if you get a nice, prosperous relationship going.
4: Yeah, I think Indy makes a good point there, and I think um, you need to decide if you want to go with an agency that is huge and has mm. all the big names and everything. Um, I mean, th- 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 I'm sure it has its... Uh, they will have their pros and cons, but I guess, for me personally, a con to that, you know, a negative thing would be you sort of get lost in the, in the field, really. Yeah. Whereas if you want sort of more personal tailored management where the the agency maybe represents 20 people you're going to get a lot more uh time with them so to just sort of about manage knowing, your career it's
0: about knowing it's about setting yourself in your head what you want and then targeting those people so if you do want to go with massive named agencies go for it but it's just mm. about knowing that beforehand so that you can make the process easier and quicker for you
4: yeah um, and, and yeah, uh, yeah actually uh, with the whole emailing um I guess there's a lot of mist about how do we email, like who do we email. A lot of agencies will have a uh, sort of a standard email. It might be office at blah, 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 agency.co.uk or whatever. So just look on their FAQs on their websites and just see if they prefer uh, an email to that standard one or if. Uh, they will say right find the agent you want to email email them directly
0: Or letters some I, of them still have yes
3: yeah, some yeah. still have well, the yeah, big posts. I think independent united you know, a lot of people ask for address for post um applications i the second time round um i sent emails out i actually i targeted certain people in terms of in ter- directly yeah directly emailing a person who maybe represents some people or you see that on their books that there's space for you like that type of person isn't representing someone who looks like you so you can target that person on the agency and go uh listen i think uh, you could really help me out and represent me well i think that uh, you slightly go against the grain of obviously what they want but i think that sometimes is a risk worth taking because I'm sometimes Pro if, they, is
2: if they look at, if they look at you. They're not going to say, oh no, if, 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 if you're perfect for them, they're not going to be like, oh no, I yeah. don't want you because exactly. you, didn't, you didn't send a letter or you didn't yeah. email Office mm. at. Yeah.
1: I, I hope agents wouldn't be like that. But I if you do want I'll to say. do that,
3: IMDb Pro, you get 30 membership. I've used like three different emails <laughs> to get 30-day yeah. memberships. But you get a free 30-day trial and bit of bit of info, you get most of the email addresses, mm-hmm. private ones, yeah, I mean, yeah, people might be saying this because it is on the internet. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to target those people, then
0: that is super legit as well. Three of the people that we I spoke to in diff- all different seminars, they all said either do what Ollie did and use Pro, different, yeah, def- different emails or or pay for IMDB Pro I mm-hmm. mean I, I think it really genuinely does pay yeah. off
4: it's about 19 actually no it's £19.72 a month just saying do you pay James? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, do, <laughs> I do pay for it um, but or also a <laughs> but I think it's important to remember they get a lot of emails and uh, like sometimes hundreds a day I think one of them said they got like I think it was I think Hermione Uh, said that she puts them
3: into a folder yeah and then uh, them later.
4: yeah but they get a lot of emails so make your stand out and if you're doing a really personal email it might be something like hello I'm blah 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 blah, blah. I've just finished uh, I don't know drama school you've been to say a little bit about yourself as well always include your spotlight link so that's got all the information that they need on there and which have your headshots on you can also attach headshots but I've heard some conflicting views on. I've but heard
1: put it in the body of the email Yeah, yeah. a Not small as an little attachment. that is oh, what all casting
0: directors say by the way yeah. just to oh, say as well Every just
2: because if they see the little attachment yeah. then they know that's going to be like a download they can see the size of it as well yeah. so if yeah. you put it in the body then they just open it in the theater, they so already see see it. Yeah. and your
3: yeah.
0: face is there. And they go, "Oh, I remember that person." Yeah,
2: that's or, and people will they
3: are not going to download stuff from people they don't know because it might no. be viruses. And or it whatever. also just
0: clog up their computers. And yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> the thing—I think a big important thing is obviously if you're looking rep- representation. That's a reason to email, but make sure when you're emailing, you have something to uh, show off or email about. Whether it's new headshots, you've got a new show reel. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. I know, <laughs> I know people won't, but don't send an email to say hi, how you're doing, because they, they really don't have any time. Make sure it's it's targeted to them. Know exactly what you're going to say, and sell yourself as as best you can. But make sure, like I said, you've got something to to show off. Yeah,
4: and say why you want them to represent you. Um, maybe you've seen a client of theirs on stage or in a film, and said, I really love that work. I, I think it's good to go and see a lot of theatre and watch a lot of films. Personally, for me, I've had. I have more interest when I said Look, I saw this person that you represent they were fantastic in this I've seen this person in this it shows you're taking an interest and you've done your homework and they like that and actually in terms of having a relationship with your agent there was a <laughs> seminar with uh, James Davies uh, from Sainu as well he said that agents like actors who are always well available as available as they can be they understand people have got jobs um, but you know they need to be flexible. You're communicative and you're hardworking. And they also want to see that you're, you're passionate about mm. what you do. You're not in it for a hobby. You're in it for the long game. And you're in it because you want to make a living out of it. And if you can have that emanating from you, then that will be a good relationship because yeah. then they'll want to find you work.
1: Just, like, communication with your agent as well. Like, obviously, everyone has a part-time job or has something on the side Mm -hmm. to keep them going while they pursue acting but um, just keep your agent updated as to when you have work and when you're not available and they understand they understand you've got another other things on well and a really interesting thing
0: that olivia Britton actually said is you know they in the cop there's a comment section at the bottom of um the spotlight pages where agents can actually write little comments about you know why you would be Uh, better than someone else for the job so you know if you're contacting your agent and keeping in contact with your agent all the time that you know you've just got a singing teacher and she's an amazing uh, lady and you're going up for the auditions at Hamilton and that lady happens to know the people at Hamilton you just never know you never know that the strings that are going to come together from keeping your agent involved because they're just going to have more points to sell you Yeah, definitely. Um, Keep your agent
1: updated about who you've met in the industry. Yeah, completely.
0: I I know I I try and do that whenever Mm -hmm. I go to any access centre um, things or anything like that. It's always just good to keep them updated so that they're in the loop about what they need to tell other people to get Mm -hmm. you the job as quick as possible.
2: Did they mention anything about being in the meeting with an agent
4: and trying to gain representation in the interview the general meeting with them. James Davies from Sainu had said, it's important to have goals, know what you want. It might be an idea to have have a career plan or an idea of a, of a career plan. And if that agent's meeting you, has agreed to meet you, then that's good. Like, they're interested. Mm-hmm. They've seen your headshot, they've seen your showreel, and they want to see what more you
3: have to offer and get to know you as a person. Mm-hmm. So. Just picking up on the meetings actually, although they've seen your spotlight and your headshot, it's quite good to go with a hard copy of your CV. I know I went for one meeting when a lady actually thanked me because she, I think she at the time she'd forgotten to bring it. Or it just makes you look a bit more professional if you're coming prepared with with headshots, eight by tens, and and your CV available to give if they if they want to see it.
2: And other times when you need to come prepared is when you're meeting da, 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 casting directors. <laughs> There were yeah. so many seminars and <laughs> stuff with casting directors oh, because yeah. they're just so important for an actor to be making contact with, because pretty much they, they get you cast for things, they yeah, bring you into the room. So a lot of us went to different seminars about casting directors, and I think we're gonna start off by talking about how we are getting to the casting director. Yeah. Did anybody have- Getting to uh, the room. Getting to the room. <laughs> be, be on time. <laughs> <laughs> be on time yeah um, exactly <laughs>
0: I've got a, a good thing that Caroline McLeod and Olivia Britton and Sharon Serentino said which is that you know they get hundreds of course they get hundreds e- of emails a day but they don't not look at them they they are mm, all yeah. looked at so have uh, we said it before actually but have the small headshot in make it as easy for them to to kind of remember and they'll you know they, they do look at them They they look through everything so you know keep on uh emailing and Livia Britton said you know we might be casting for something that looks exactly like you so just you know keep on doing your homework and remember that it, it could happen
3: keep the keep the emails brief and and don't send them an essay of what you're doing just keep it you know here's what i'm up to here's my headshot here's my show showreel thanks very much
2: mm. i went to a seminar Called When Nobody Knows You Exist and it was hosted <laughs> by <laughs> That's all a, of us. It's such a shame. Um, and uh I really fitted me. I was I was right <laughs> in with the crowd oh. there. No um, I can't <laughs> see. no. um and it was hosted by Ellie Collier Brist- um, Bristow and David Williams Prime, And um, Ellie was saying, When you're emailing, choose the headshot that you're sending to them. You can request a general meeting with a casting director. Which I thought was just a bit like bold to be like, can I meet you, take mm. you for coffee or something, just have a, like a chat about me, and I thought that was just a bit bold. But she Sorry, was like, "Is
1: this when y- when you've got an audition coming up with them?" No, she's having a, t- a chit
2: chat. Oh she said wow, have I have actually
1: done that before.
2: Yeah,
0: I have got no responses, but <laughs> <laughs> I have I have done that before, just yeah. for coffee.
2: And I was like, yeah, it was just. For me I was like I feel like that was a bit bold, but obviously mm. not. I might try it, see how it works. Yeah, we'll get back why to you. Not? you and um I don't, do you, you on, send your spotlight not, as well? Like with your or is it just a band yeah, to as well? <laughs> yeah, no, because you need to have something which yeah. attracts them to you as so well. You, as you can't, can't just say coffee. Meet me for coffee <laughs> 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 from M- Mackenzie. <laughs> <laughs> no, and um another thing she said, which I thought was this is a quote as well. Flattery gets you a long way. I don't think there'll be too many conflicting points about this. If you did love something that they did, mention it, mention why you loved it and if it's a project that you can see yourself in, just be like, I like love the humour of this. It's so particular, and it really like appeal to me.
3: Yes, so but don't stroke their egos. I think it was Caroline actually at that workshop that India and I went to. Don't uh, don't go over the top. Yes, mention it, but don't. They probably they get so many. There's a way of doing it without so sounding creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. <laughs> <completely.
0: laughs> Another thing that uh, Olivia Britton said in. Casting 101, which is something that me and James went to. You know, when you're casting, sorry, when you're contacting casting directors, only, again, this is the same as agents, but only email when you've got something to say. So, new show reel or uh, play dates um, or- Headshots. uh, Yeah, new headshots, um, something like that. And you know, get IMDb Pro, do -hmm. your research, find out what they are casting, and find out if there's anything you know in those scripts or in those bios of those uh, potential characters that fit your bio so in that way you know you can be proactive be your Um, own agent in in that sense and that you know they could they 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 all said all of them all of them said you know it could be your lucky day we could come across you or your image could stick in your mind and we could bring Mm -hmm. you in just because we like the look of you it
4: could be right timing right place everything um but if you if you do have an agent it's also worth um saying to your agent look uh, this person's casting this I, I know i know he or she yeah. is um can you just try and get sort of get me a meeting if if, yeah. you, if you've got the right contacts yeah mm. so do your research it makes your agent's job easier as well and it, again going back to what we said earlier about the relationship if you do your part of the part of the job too the relationship will just be so much better and mm. stronger yeah. um ellie
2: also mentioned in her you well, when you're emailing them um sell the feeling of being in the room With them in your email. And I think that's a nice way to describe when people usually go, be yourself in an email, like write it with personal touch. I think it's the best way is yeah, what am I going to be like when I go in the room? That's how I want to contact them. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was quite interesting. Don't don't
3: be fake, I think, because they're they're meeting you, they want to meet you. time when they meet you, they'll be like, who is this? (laughs) Exactly, and the minute it's not, they may prefer you as who you are.
0: Olivia Britton, she, I think all casting directors, they love footage and they store everything. So, you know, she's talking about short films, tiny bits of, you know, BBC, ITV, any kind of drama that you do any any footage that you've got they send and they keep. So, you know, it's not that they th- you know, they're throwing CVs away and throwing rubbish away. They just they just can't um reply to people, but they do see everything and they do log everything. So, I just I got actually a really good positive feeling out of most of the casting directors talking about um, yeah, people coming forward and mm-hmm. coming forward of their own accord and talking to them because they really that's their job and they're they human. love doing it and they're human yeah. they're not these kind of terrifying monsters that yeah. you, know, are, you know just calling the shots in, in, the, in the film industry or in the stage uh, on stage and stuff so yeah I think that's just a, a nice point point.
4: and they love actors and I've written that in capital letters uh, on, on my notes they said we love actors that's why they do the job um, they love mm-hmm. the sort of people that yeah. we are. So, yeah, show that you're a lovely person
1: and they'll love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to speak a bit about um, kind of w- when I went to the Hammond Cox commercial casting talk, uh, Michael Cox was talking. He basically broke down what it's like for the casting directors during a commercial casting. And I, this is something I knew nothing about. No. And I think it's very useful for people... If you do get up put up for a lot of commercials and you go through this process it's quite nice to know what's on the other side what's happening so he basically said um there are it's not just the casting directors who choose who get to decide on the casting there are four groups of people so there'll be the client such as i don't know coca-cola or you know <laughs> the person that is employing these people that want the advert um and then there's the direct the director to so the and the production company so there's the director who's directing the commercial and then there's a the production company who is basically producing the commercial So there's the client there's the production company there's the agency which are employing the production company <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but anyway there's a there's there's lot of the, people
4: there's a lot of people there's, there. a, of people. <laughs> there's
1: a chain of people right and th- what he called it was tears of approval so do not be disheartened if you get penciled for a commercial and then you're released. Because basically, you can get penciled and the casting director will love you, but it just takes the client to turn around and be like, oh, that's not really what we were looking for, that's not what we were, had in our mind, and then you get released. And it's not up to the casting directors, they could have loved your performance. Um, but yeah, there's several different people that need to make the decision. And they did say that what they do is, so when they send out a brief um, they will get, well, Hammond-Cox get between 1,000 2,000 submissions. They'll bring in 20 to 25 people. Fun fact here, at least four or five will not show up.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know.
1: Um, so yeah, that's just a fact. Um, then they go through all the lists on Facebook. They get everyone's profile, kind of in a big list. They Fa- Facebook <laughs> spotlight. New, spotlight. They go through everyone's everyone's profile on Spotlight, and they can basically yes, no, or maybe people. So if yeah, so they they kind of like tend to maybe people or yes people that they know can do the job so people they've met people they've seen for castings before people they basically know can act and could do a good job and then they'll be looking at headshots then they'll be looking at whose headshot stands out who looks like the person um and then it would basically be on the day eight to ten minutes per person but we will be speaking about in the room stuff in the next episode
2: Mm, and the last point for this episode is social media because oh. on Twitter, mm. lots of casting directors are on. Are on there. You can find out about lots of castings on there as well. That most of them are on there. You can learn a bit about put their personality. And honestly, if you go into the room, not knowing a thing about them, and you're and like, we heard one of this sto- one of these stories, where the actor went to the room and said, "Oh, so oh, what are you up yeah. to at the moment?" <laughs> and the casting director called the agent and was like, um, "Your actor just asked the director what." he's up to at the moment and Aww. it was like this giant director oh, and so like learn yes. a bit about them from social media yeah, because they might be up for like an Do award or research. something which you can be like which yeah, yeah exactly yeah so that's that's twitter um and uh
3: <laughs> follow us on twitter please <laughs> at mintface prod
2: so yeah there's the part of you researching them and also your own image on, so- on social media and on twitter because you need to also have a good profile as well
4: um, yeah, so a lot of uh, seminar leaders from surviving actors, uh, like Carleen Crawford, uh, Olivia Britton, they all, and a few more actually, they said they don't care about your social media, whether uh, how, how many followers you've got or anything. There's a lot of pressure I think now to be on social media, yeah. and I think the last thing actors need is to then worry about trying to buy followers or just trying to get loads of followers to look like they have a big social presence i'm glad um, i've been asked for my twitter handle see that's before. really odd because um i think that's the thing in the stage recently um about people that have auditioned i think matt uh, hemley wrote it who did matt hemley wrote an article about yeah about yeah, the that people asking yeah. That, yeah which i think it's really odd i mean there's conflicting views on it i guess the, the the good side will be if you've got a big following and you you know they put your a name onto a show that is going to put bums on seats no let's they should but, uh, but on the
3: other hand <coughs> people can buy followers no, see, there's no it, I know. disagree I think if people are asking for how many followers you've got then tell them to give I, I also. a got lot
1: of people on Twitter though a lot of casting directors have come online and disputed that like yeah. a big one yeah. so yeah. I think it
2: was just on the article was so funny because they were like they were <laughs> like oh I am um, I didn't get the part because it only had a because f- it only had like a few dozen thousand followers. I was like, uh, I've got like twelve. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm never gonna be cast for anything I again. Th- the, <laughs> the other
4: article I read was one said uh, one person said she had a hundred thousand followers, and the other one that got cast had hundred forty thousand. And I was like, I haven't even got hundred forty. That's the one that I read as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh dear. So. Uh, yeah, the casting directors and surviving actors, they said that actually what really matters is your spotlight. How you know They bring you in on how you look, um, if you look right for the part, uh, your showreel, and uh, what really matters is that those two minutes or whatever on camera that you deliver um, your performance. And if they love it, then the chance are they'll cast you. It doesn't matter how many followers you've got.
2: Exactly, um, and to
4: summarise all of
2: that, it's just the headshots and the branding and everything that we've just talked about that is your entry into the industry to meet all these people and i think that is a really good place to end the first part of our yes. the first part of our surviving axis podcast We're amazing we will see you in the next episode goodbye no, oh. see
3: you no. on the flip no. side see you on the
2: flip side and end